Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. I'm Eric Van Bars. I serve as a worship associate here in the church, and I'm joined today by Katie Grigg Miller and members of our congregation as we celebrate together. We gather as a diverse and inclusive spiritual community. We're here to inspire love, work for justice, and grow together in community. So no matter your gender, age, economic status, political affiliation, affection, orientation, sexual orientation, spirituality, beliefs, or shopping habits, you are welcome here today. <laughs> Our chalice is being lit this morning by Paxton Beale. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. darkness of our unknowing and the dusk of our dreaming, come we now all together. We bring unilluminated our dark caves of doubting. We seek unbedazzled the clear light of understanding. May the sparks of our joining kindle our resolve, brighten our spirits, reflect our love, and unshadow our days. Come we now, enter the dawning. Come, let us worship. To walk together in our shared commitment to be a beacon of hope and light in the world. 3,000 years ago, there was a human, just like you and me, who lived near a city surrounded by mountains. This human was studying to become a medicine man to learn the knowledge of his ancestors, but he didn't completely agree with everything he was learning. In his heart, he felt there must be something more. One day, he slept in a cave. As he slept in a cave, he dreamed that he saw his own body sleeping. 
He came out of the cave into the night of a new moon. The sky was clear and he could see a million stars. Then something happened inside of him that transformed his life forever. He looked at his hands. He felt his body and he heard his own voice saying, I am made of light. I am made of stars. He looked at the stars again and he realized that it's not the stars that create light, but rather light that creates the stars. Everything is made of light, he said, and the space in between isn't empty. And he knew that everything that exists is one living being and that light is the messenger of life because it is alive and contains all information. Life is the force of the absolute, the supreme, and the creator who creates everything. Well, that is what he discovered. Everything in existence is a manifestation of the one living being that we call God. Everything is light. Everything is God. And he came to this conclusion that human perception isn't merely light perceiving light. He also saw that the matter in a, in a mirror, everything in a, is a mirror that reflects light and creates images of that light and the world of illusion, the dream, just like smoke, which doesn't allow us to see what we really are. The real us is love, pure love, pure light. Well, this realization changed his life. Once he knew what he really was, he looked around at the other humans and the rest of nature, and he was amazed at what he saw. He saw himself in everything, in every human, every animal, every tree, every rain cloud in the earth, and he saw that life had created billions of manifestations of life. So in those few moments, he comprehended everything. He could hardly wait to tell his people what he had discovered, but there were no words to explain it. He tried to tell others, but they couldn't understand. They, they could see that he had changed, that something beautiful was radiating from his eyes and his voice. They noticed that he no longer had judgment about anything or anyone. He was not like anyone else any longer. It's true, he thought, I am God, but also you are God, and you are God, and we are all God. We are the same, you and I. We are images of light. Everyone is a mirror, he said and he saw himself in everyone. And he realized that everyone was dreaming, but without awareness, without knowing what they really are. They couldn't see him as themselves because there was a wall of fog or smoke between the mirrors. He wanted to remember all of the vision that he had. So he decided to call himself the smoky mirror so that he would always know that matter is a mirror and the smoke in between is what keeps us from knowing who we are. And now we invite you to go on a little spiritual journey with us through a guided visualization. If you so choose, take a minute to get comfortable in your seat and let go of your awareness of your surroundings. Let your eyes close and let your mind open. Now picture yourself in a dark room you are not comfortable here, but a gentle light starts to illuminate you in the center of the room. Now the light goes looking for shadows to lighten. The light shines into a corner of the room that represents fear. 
In that corner are shadows of fear of the future, fear of disease, lack, the dark shadow of death, the fear of life. The light becomes brighter and brighter, erasing all of the shadows of fear, little by little. The light is loving and powerful. Now you look to the next corner, which is filled with anger, the shadows of racism, sexism, homophobia, xenophobia, self-hatred, and animosity are all lurking there as they have been for a long time. But the glowing light shifts into this corner as well, immediately lighting up each ominous shadow. The light brings happiness, forgiveness, wholeness, You might be getting excited now, wondering what's in the next corner. But your heart sinks as you see all the grief piled up there, the loss of family members, friends, the broken home or empty nest, the loss of self-sufficiency or well-being, the ache of loneliness and depression. The light comes gently into this fragile corner, softening the harsh shadows and illuminating the hope that is also there. And now the light shifts into the fourth corner where it is desperately needed. This corner is a mess. It's full of chaos, confusion, hopelessness, jealousy, addiction, ecological and political upheaval, lack of knowledge and understanding. But the strong, purposeful light of harmony shines out those shadows too, illuminating every dark corner, and now filling the whole room with understanding, harmony, and grace. Let's keep silence for a minute to meditate, contemplate, or pray as we feel inspired.
Last week in the service, Reverend Stephen Protzman shared the historical and symbolic meanings behind Hanukkah and the menorah lights and the menorah candles. And as we continue to celebrate this Jewish miracle of lights for the, for the next two days this week, we reflect on how lighting of candles and fire are used in almost all world religions, and many during this time of the year when the Northern Hemisphere is at its darkest. As we Unitarian Universalists light a flaming chalice each gathering to symbolize the light of reason, the warmth of community, and the flame of hope, I thought we'd share ways that lights are used all around the world. Candles are an age-old traditional part of the Buddhist rituals. Candles and incense evoke the state of impermanence and change. And in conjunction with incense and flowers, candles are placed in front of Buddhist shrines or statues as, as, the, as to mark the, as images of the Buddha as a mark of respect. The lighting of the burning candle flame symbolizes the enlightenment of the Buddha. Just as a candle cannot burn without fire, a person cannot live without a spiritual life. In Islam, as in Judaism, God is never depicted, nor is it possible to describe him through references to the physical world. God can, though, be understood through reference to light. This practice is sanctioned by the Quran, as in chapter 24. God is the light of the heavens and earth. His light is like this. There is a niche, and in it a lamp the lamp inside a glass, a glass like a glittering star fueled from a blessed olive tree from neither east nor west, whose oil almost gives light even when no fire touches it. Light upon light. God guides whoever he will to his light. God has full knowledge of everything, shining out in houses of worship. Hindu festival of Diwali honors the victory of good over evil and brightness over darkness. It celebrates Lord Ram and his wife Sita's returning to their kingdom following the defeat of the demon Ravan and Sita's rescue from his evil clutches. While Diwali is the largest festival in India, it's also a time for introspection and to contemplate and dispel darkness and personal demons. Let light shine within yourself and also shine this light outward. On the main day of Diwali, lots of small clay lamps called diwas and candles are lit and placed in homes. These lamps and the fireworks give Diwali its name, the Festival of Lights. Families gather together and perform rituals and give each other sweets. The rituals vary according to the region. However, special blessings are given to the goddess Lakshmi, who is believed to have been created from the ocean on the main day of Diwali, and that she visits every home, bringing with her prosperity and good fortune. And it's said that she visits the cleanest houses first, and therefore Hindus, Hindus make sure their homes are spotless before lighting their lamps to invite her in. I'm sure they all are. Um, Christianity. The beginning of the Judeo-Christian Bible has God creating light and distinguishing it from darkness. But the Apostle John quite directly says, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. The message is that God is completely, absolutely good and pure, 
with no hint of injustice or vice. If light is a metaphor for righteousness, then darkness signifies the evil and sin to be overcome. The Christmas story has the star of Bethlehem indicating the birth of the Savior. Christians believe that Christ Jesus, as the Son of God, came to earth as the light of the world to show the way out of spiritual darkness. But Jesus also told his disciples, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others so that they may give glory to your Father in heaven. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul likens God's pure, blameless children to shining stars in the sky, in contrast to what was otherwise a crooked and perverse people. The winter solstice is considered a turning point in the year for many cultures. The sacred day is also known called Yule to pagans celebrating the birth of the new solar year. A common Solstice Eve ritual around the world involves meditating in the darkness and then welcoming the birth of the sun by lighting candles and singing chants. The burning of the Yule log is meant to illuminate houses and turn the night into day, burning a massive fire emblematic of the returning sun and the increasing days of light and heat. A friend of mine recently flew out of a very cloudy Detroit airport, and after just a short time, the plane was above the clouds, and suddenly, amazing, gorgeous sunlight. We can be moping around a dreary gray city, unaware of the brilliant sunshine just a few miles above us. But we are now into the darkest month of the year, facing a lot of dark issues, personally and globally. How apropos it is that we have the holidays upon us with their messages of goodness and hope, expressed in music, gift-giving, special holy days, and the twinkling of lights and candles. So we gather, seeking understanding of this, the mystery of human, uh, of being human, with its pain and sorrow, with its joy and wonder, to draw inspiration from the many sacred stories of this time of year, telling of light as metaphor for spiritual awakening, to discover the light within ourselves and share it with others, to face unafraid the gross darkness in the world. Darkness is often a symbol of despair, hopelessness, fear, grief, loss. But when the light turns on, dark shadows melt away. How do you turn on a light? Or get lit, as the millennials say. <laughs> and there is a, a newer definition of that for you 70s children. <laughs> I'll enjoy reading your ideas on the Christmas lights later. William Shakespeare wrote in The Merchant of Venice, how far that little candle throws its beams, so shines a good deed in a naughty world. Oh, it sure looks like a naughty world out there. But the light of one little candle in the darkness changes everything. For example, if you enter a dark room with just one candle shining in it, 
your first impression would be of the candle, not the darkness. At the Stockholm Exhibition of 1897, what was described as the world's largest candle went on display. It is said to have been 80 feet high and over eight feet in diameter. You may not have an 80-foot high candle, but you can begin to shine light on every dark corner of loss or grief, every creepy closet of fear, every dark dungeon of despair and hopelessness. Even if you light just one little candle, it will change everything. As the Chinese proverb goes, better to light a candle than curse the darkness. Many people suffer from seasonal affective disorder, or SAD, at this time of year when the days grow shorter and we get less and less sunlight. Some of us go to work in the dark and come home in the dark. But it's much worse in northern Finland, where the sun doesn't pierce the horizon for almost two months at this time of year. For some, when the depression of SAD starts coming on, it helps to use a full-spectrum therapy lamp. You can find these in Finnish hotel rooms. <laughs> some are prescribed antidepressants or vitamin D supplements. Exercise is also very effective. I like to put up twinkly Christmas lights and a few 80-foot candles. <laughs> Cinnamon scented. So what is the light? Well, it seems to be the source of, or expression of intelligence, joyfulness, complexity, energy. It can symbolize love, delight, healing. We say things like, your daughter is so bright. I just heard a scintillating TED talk. His sunny personality just lights up the room. This girl is on fire. But darkness has no substance. It has no mass. You can't measure it. Physical scientists don't study darkness. They study light. And this has been an interesting process. For hundreds of years, scientists have been trying to figure out exactly how to define light. And they are still experimenting. Pythagoras, well known by triangle enthusiasts, thought vision resulted from light rays emerging from a person's eye and striking an object. Epicurus argued the opposite. Objects produce light rays, which then travel to the eye. But they remained in the dark as to just what that light ray was. In the 17th century, Dutch scientist Christian Huygens published a groundbreaking theory. Light is composed of waves. Brilliant. But then the new kid on the block, Isaac Newton, proposed a different take, describing light as particles. Not to be outshone, Thomas Young's research concluded that light indeed traveled in waves. Sorry, Isaac, your theory's all burned out. Decades later, the light bulb went on over Scottish physicist James Maxwell's head with the theory of electromagnetism, describing light as a special kind of wave composed of electric and magnetic fields. This might have been the end of the discussion, but some guy named Albert Einstein couldn't let speeding light waves lie. He reignited the particle theory. You're back in, Isaac. 
Later scientists developed the quantum theory of light. Light exists as tiny atomic particles called photons, which travel in electromagnetic waves. Everybody gets a trophy. (laughs) Our understanding of the physical world has come a long way, but it is still incomplete and ongoing. All of these scientists had curiosity, fearlessness, and probably significant grant money. But more importantly, they must have been humble enough to realize that they didn't know everything. They were willing to be surprised. They took what was already known and they pushed further, allowing themselves to change their viewpoint, advancing some theories and discarding others. We are still learning. So don't be quick to settle on the darkness of ignorance or negativity. Let there be light. Let. That word is very important. Allow yourself to grow, to reshape your views, to investigate, to learn from others, to be enlightened. After all, darkness and light aren't two opposing forces. Darkness never cancels out light. Light always has the upper hand. I love the quote at the top of your program by Sojourner Truth. Would you repeat it with me? I will not allow my life's light to be determined by the darkness around me. So, don't just mope around saying, it's so dark. Remember, it's worse in Finland. (laughs) And rather look for light. Acknowledge light. Laugh at something your kid did, but don't embarrass them. Laugh at yourself. Find good in the media and share it. Refrain from oversharing bad news. Acknowledge everything good going on in your family or career. Pray or meditate if that gives you peace. Life and light are everywhere, even in the dead of winter. So don't be a burnout. Put your faith in the light. In this special season of sacred observances and family gatherings, may we find healing in the midst of the darkness, and may we celebrate the gift of light. May we see and acknowledge the light within others, and may we share the light within us. Let us shine as the stars, and let there be light. We are crossing the water our whole lives through. We are making a passage that is straight and true. Every heart is a vessel, every dream is a light shining through the darkness of the longest night. We are crossing the water our whole lives through. We are making a passage that is straight and true. Every heart is a vessel, every dream is a light shining through the darkness of the longest night. Well, there is no shallow water 
and not but love to keep us safely from the dangers and the devils of the deep. Yet with every breath within us, we search forevermore to find some peaceful harbor on that far off shore. We are crossing the water our whole life through. We are making a passage that is straight and true. Every heart is a vessel, every stream is a light Shining through the darkness of the longest night For some it is a glory, for some it is a game For some it is a story filled with emptiness and pain But within the rising chorus we search for steady ground there's only that before us that can be no turning around. We are crossing the border our whole life through. We are making a passage that is straight and true. Every heart is a vessel. Every stream is a light shining through the darkness of the longest night. Oh, there is no other journey will ever be the same no second chance horizon that will call you by your name so when welling waves wash over you and stormy winds they drive give your heart a song sing it loud and long and keep your dreams alive we are crossing the water our whole life through we are making a passage that is straight and true every heart is a vessel Every dream is a light shining through the darkness of the longest night. I love how the sunlight fills the room during the service and we enjoy our own festival of lights every Sunday this time of year. Katie and I were not taking ourselves too seriously and laughing at our ill plans that we didn't tell you what to do with those light bulbs. <laughs> and, and you all did exactly what we, what, you were, what we wanted you to do, and that is put them in the offering basket. They will be used to decorate the, uh, the congregation throughout the, as, we, as we enter this festive time next Sunday. If you have yours with you, you can also hang it on the tree in, in, the, uh, in the hall as you go out. The barren tree will be filled with light, and we will just fill the hall whole church with light. And now as we fill the church with light, we also extinguish our chalice, and I ask you to read along with me the words in your order of service. We extinguish the chalice here, that it might grow gently in our hearts. May it light your path as you leave this place. May it guide your way until you are together again. As the song goes, you've got the light of love inside you. Go on your way in peace. So shine that light. This whole world now awaits you. And now, with the light of hope burning brightly in our hearts and renewed in our promise to be bearers of light in the world, let us go forth to continue inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing in community.